in the studio with us, Gareth Abdenor, partner with Million Co. G'day, Gareth. Hey, G'day, Gareth. Si. G'day, James. Hey, man. We were just saying, is a... Uh, it feels a bit flat at the moment. Hey, around the world, <laughs> do you get that? It's sort all of very vibe? serious, isn't it? <laughs> to get that vibe at your work. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we kind of get it as well because uh, generally people only come to see us when they've got problems. Yes, yeah. So, has the have the COVID kind of questions for you died down a bit in terms of what you're dealing with on a daily basis? They've just started. I was saying to someone yesterday that wow, most probably for the past three months, uh, it's just been COVID, COVID, COVID. Mm. Um, What's the most common issue? I think it's employers grappling with whether they can make vaccination mandatory or not. Um, Mm. Often they're getting a lot of pressure from suppliers or or places where they have to send their staff who've made it mandatory. Mm. So they end up being, you know, between a rock and a hard place. Um, And, uh, you know, the... The mixed messages from, from the government and the court most probably don't help. Given your specialty is employment law, have you found it interesting, the Gloraval trial that's been underway about whether it's deemed you know voluntary work or have you been following yeah, there's that? Some, there's some very interesting legal issues there, yeah. um, which you know I think, I think that particular case gets a lot of press, but mm. some of those issues uh, apply to... Mm. You know, potentially quite a lot of um, groups or organisations, mm. um, and uh, yeah, definitely not straightforward issues. No. Do you ever come across issues where it's family on family? Like I'm thinking about people working <laughs> all in, the time. Oh, really? All yeah. the time, family Dairy businesses. Yeah, yeah. I think family businesses. Mm. Uh, it takes a special kind of person to make that work uh, because you get you get all of the work stress and all of the work issues, and then you have the the, the family tensions that you have even in the best, most functional families. Um, yeah, it can be quite a quite a recipe for disaster. Gee whiz. <laughs> yes, there is. Right, 0800 80 1080 or text your question to 9292. Let's go to the phones. G'day, Ben. Yeah, g'day, mate. Hey, I'm just ringing up because um, my partner was dismissed from her job about a month and a half ago because um, she's not double backs. She had one, um, she had one shot and had an allergic reaction, ended up in hospital for two days over it, and she refused to get the second one based on that. But we weren't going to take any legal proceedings, um, you know, against the employer because we were told that it probably wouldn't make a difference. But now that ruling that came out last Friday, we're just wondering, does that um, now open a can of worms that we maybe can take a grievance against the employer? Yeah, well, you know, lawyers... Never say never, but and unless your partner works for the uh, defence force or for the police, I'd be very wary about reading any further into that decision. It really is limited to its own facts. Uh, okay, so, yeah, no, she just worked, she was working for a private security company. Yeah, I think but, um, I think most probably in in that case, uh, it's unlikely to be helpful. But, um, you know, it could be worth getting some advice because who knows. Mm. Thank you, Ben. Gareth, if the government mandates have been found to be illegal for police and defence staff because they breached the Bill of Rights, is it just in government employees employees who have that protection of the Bill of Rights or is it everybody? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, I, you know, when I saw that decision come out, um, my heart broke a bit and I started to cringe <laughs> because I knew that, People would be certainly trying to apply it more broadly than than what it applies. Um, so 
yes, it did talk about those rights, the the right to refuse medical treatment. Uh, but certainly from my reading of the decision, the, the key point was that um, it was not about preventing the spread of COVID. Uh, it was about ensuring that there was continuity of um, service yes. from the police mm. and, and the armed forces. And, and that's very different. Certainly the cases that I've been dealing with, it's either been uh, imposed by a third party, like I said before, you know, if uh, if you have to send your workers to a job site and that job site has mandated uh, vaccination, well, you've got a really good basis to mandate it yourself mm. um, because you can't provide work. You can't send them to where they need to go. Mm. Uh, likewise, if it's on the basis that you deal with vulnerable people, uh, you work in a, um, a retirement village or something like that, um, then the justification is preventing the spread of COVID. So that court decision is very different. Um, and I really hesitate to, you know, I mean... Conflate it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Just before the break, hi, Gareth. Is there a general standard time that an employee can ask for a pay rise? Um, well, you could you could ask <laughs> as quickly as you cross your fingers. <laughs> I, I I guess you can ask for a pay rise whenever you like. Yeah. Um, w- whether you've actually got a chance of getting it or not's another story. Um, whenever I talk to people about pay rises, I always say you need to be able to make a case. Mm. It's not. I haven't had a pay rise in 10 years. Have Have you actually added anything to the business in 10 years? Mm. If you can justify uh, that you're, you know, you're increasing production, you're increasing money coming into the business, you're, you're adding value in some way, uh, and certainly more than you were when you got your current pay, um, that's a good basis for trying to get a pay rise. Would it be rude um, to, if you're an employee, to say inflation's 5.9%, I want a 5.9% pay rise, please. Um, because if you, don't, if you don't get that, then you're losing money, aren't you? From yeah, the previous certainly. Um, I, don't, I don't think, I wouldn't necessarily say it's rude, but I don't think it's that convincing um, mm. because, you know, employers are getting hit by inflation as well. Uh, but if you can say, well, you know, I'm, I'm better at my job than I was a year ago, um, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm selling more houses or cars or okay. or widgets. Um, you know, that's mm. that's a good justification. Joined by Gareth Abdenor. Hello, Alison. Hi. Um, I just wondered if I could uh, put it out there. Um, trying to do this in, in the shortest version possible. Yeah. Um, so my husband was um, previously worked for um, a company. He was asked by um, one of the bigger managers to... Uh, sort of keep his eye on one of the staff they had um, concerns with um, and then he when he reported that back um, they the bigger managers met with that staff member and identified the fact that it was my husband that had um, provided them with this information um, now that made him being at that place of employment obviously very difficult um, and due to their uh, error, shall we say, um, he was given a, a, a payout so that he could find something else where he'd be more comfortable. Um, a couple of years down the track, he was actually headhunted by um, the same company, um, a slightly different division, um, and they offered him 
um, a job and there was everything in the email of the job offer except for a start date, um, which I think is probably what would have been needed to actually constitute a job offer. Um, and when he went back to them um, to discuss starting and that kind of thing, the um, one of the directors or, or, or whoever it was had said that it's one of their company policies that if for any reason you've had a, a payout from them, they won't ever take you back on. So they reneged on the job offer. Um, is there any way, seeing it was their mess up, that that can be sort of enforced, that that comes off his file? Goodness, where, um, where to begin? Um, yeah. I think this is uh, something that it's it's well worth you getting some advice on, but it's not something that I could handle on air. Um, there's several aspects to it that you should look into. Uh, the, the first one is this... Um, settlement that was reached with the employer now that is usually confidential and can't be referred to of course if it's the same party they're going to know about it so that's quite an unusual situation Um, the second one is uh, I'd be inclined to look a bit closer to actually see if an offer was made and accepted because if it was even if there wasn't a start date um, your um, husband may actually have a claim here. Uh, so this is something that I think it would most probably be worth your while looking into a little bit further. Mm, oh, well, thanks for that advice. I, I did actually ask somebody once, and he said because it didn't have that start date on it, it doesn't, it isn't seen as like an actual oh, job right. offer. Mm, yeah, no, um, I, I'd be inclined to have another go at that because um, I'm not sure that's entirely correct. Oh, thank you for your advice. <laughs> Thanks, Alison. Thanks, Good luck. <laughs> Fascinating job you do, Gareth. I'll tell you that. Hello, Graham. Hi. Good day. How you go? Good, thank you. What's your question, please? Um, I, I worked for this company for an awful lot of years, and um, I had an accident at work. It would be eight years ago now, and I've had like twelve operations on my arm. Try to get it right, but um, I actually. 18 months ago now, I went in and picked up my toolbox and I said to my old boss, like, this is the end of it. You owe me holiday pay from before my accident. And he said to me, well, I had to get a new computer so I've got no details on on what was owed. And, and like, he owes me about four weeks' wages. But, like, I can't prove that he does. And he says he can't prove that he doesn't. So... Yeah, and, and, and this is a situation that actually comes up reasonably often. Um, you know, back in the day, people would, would have a pay book, um, which mm. would have your leave entitlements, etc. Maybe I'm showing my age here. <laughs> um, and now with computers, everybody has everything in their computer and, you know, the mm. computer gets stolen or they get a new computer or something happens to the hard drive. Um the law actually says, though, that it's the employer's responsibility to keep these records. And if they don't, generally, um, uh, the decisions go in favour of the employee. Of course, um, you know, f- four weeks' wages is a lot of money. The unfortunate thing is that um, 
it could quite possibly cost you mm. uh, that much to pursue a claim. Um, so it's not an easy one. Yeah. I think it sounds like but you've potentially it, got a claim here. If Graham pursued the claim, got his four weeks, and it cost him the equivalent in terms of you know what he's going to have to pay a lawyer, would, could he not claim for both those from the employer? Uh, um, he could potentially claim some of his costs, but the way costs are dealt with in the Employment Relations Authority, which is where most decisions are dealt mm. with, uh, you don't even if you're successful, you don't recover all of your costs. Oh, that's right. Uh, so you really need to look at whether it's going to be cost effective or not, even if you do have a good case. I mean, I mean, what what makes it worse is I'm a, I've been in Sorum, I've, I've, I've phoned him, I've done all sorts of things, and the guy was my friend. Yeah, well, that that does make it difficult. It really does, Graham. We're going to have to run, mate. But thank you, and the very best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Graham. Eight minutes away from four. We always get started on this, and then the phone calls come and the texts come in, <laughs> yeah. Gareth, and, and we could do another three hours, but we're out of time, mate. Thank you very much, as You're always. You're most welcome. Yeah, yes. it's Thank really you. good. Gareth never charges a cent to come into the studio, and he does it all off his back, and he's brilliant at it, so mm. it is really greatly appreciated. And you bloody good at what you do. Thank you. Oh, Gareth. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> just a quick note. quick note to the content of this segment is general in nature and is not legal advice. Any information discussed is not intended to be a substitute for obtaining specific professional advice and shouldn't be relied upon as such.